Right now, we have Ryan Smith joining us, co-founder and CEO of Qualtrics. Tonight's jazz game is a five-for-the-fight game. And he's joining us on the Sprint Special guest line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Ryan, good morning. What's up, fellas? We, uh, we're a little curious now. Five for the fight. How does that work? Which games do you pick? It can't be an accident that Hayward and Ennis Cantor are coming back to town and you have a five <laughs> for the fight night. That can't be an accident. No. Well, look, I mean, we, we, we just pick a couple games at the beginning of the season, and, you know, sometimes, you know, if you want to pick the Warriors or things like that, um, you know, interesting things happen throughout the season or players come and players go, but um, this ended up being the game that it was. I mean, we knew the Celtics were going to be great, but I don't think we would have known that it was an ESPN late-night game, and it's... It's just we kind of roll with it, but you know it really doesn't matter the game that we pick for five for the fight. It's such an amazing night tonight. We've got Kalani Sataki and Kyle Winningham coming together on the court, just bringing the community together, which is the beauty of five for the fight. It's absolutely engaged the entire community, and we're fortunate just to be a small part of it and then kind of get it going. So it's been awesome. Yeah, why don't you give us a refresher, Ryan, on what the Five for the Fight is and what it does and how uh, the proceeds and all that stuff, how it all works? Yeah, like we started a couple years ago. I mean, right when the jersey patch came out, the Utah Jazz said, hey, look, we want Qualtrics to be on the jersey, and we just started a foundation to raise money for cancer. Um, You know, it's probably been the the number one cause and the number one thing that's affected our employee base, everyone we know, and – you know, we're, we're a tech company that's really founded in the ability to, to empower people to do great research to get data, but it seems like our best people weren't working on cancer. And, you know, we said, hey, what if we take that, this foundation, and we put that on the jersey, and the beginning of the NBA was like, no way. <laughs> you're, not, you're not running a startup foundation and raising money from people like, we're not going to allow that, especially on the jersey pads that we just started. And the Jazz dug in and said, hey, no, like, this is cool. It would be the only logo on a jersey in all of professional sports in North America. It would be for a cause. And at the time, I don't think people really understood the patch and the awareness and the branding. Um, StubHub was the only group that had signed with Cleveland. And the NBA just wasn't for it. But with the Jazz, we dug in and... Um, it was pretty cool. I've had a chance to sit down with Adam Silver a bunch uh, at, the, at a recent NBA owners meeting. He said this is by far the coolest and greatest use we've seen of the jersey patch. And he stood up and he held up Utah. He held up the Jazz. He held up five for the fight. And, and the way we activate it, it's really simple. Um, in the arena, we'll do a little activation where everyone can text the 5055, the Jazz, and get $5 for cancer research. But you know, that, that's how we started. And then we had just phenomenal people in the community reach out. I mean, it started with Layton Construction, where they said, hey, look, you know, we've had someone locally pass away from cancer. We want to do something. Can we go Layton.5forthefive.com? And, yeah, so Layton put 5 for the 5 on the back of, of all of their trucks. It's their cause. They're raising money to fund actual researchers and every employee can opt in and get $5 per paycheck. We have 30 companies that are now doing that where they can sponsor a research. We put nine new research fellows 
to help create a cure for different cancers. We're not going to find a cure. Everyone's saying, oh, we're going to find a cure. No, we, the world doesn't work that way. We have to go create it. And so that's what we're able to do. And there's not a better platform than the NBA. We set out a crazy, aggressive goal to raise $50 million. And, you know, we just re-upped the jersey patch. I think a lot of people thought we were going to put Qualtrics on it again. And, and we, we didn't. You know, we committed for the next four years to have five for the fight on it. We've got 25, 26 million of the 50 million raised already, which is, which is unbelievable. And, and most importantly, you know, you go to a FedEx store, you see five for the fight. The players are all involved. It's, it's just different. Utah's different. The team's different. The franchise is different. And this is just another thing that's different about this amazing state. Well, you're right about it, bringing everybody together. There really isn't anybody who isn't touched by cancer one way or another. My, uh, my mother-in-law died of breast cancer, and my mom died of ovarian cancer, and PK's wife beat cancer. So the research is really important to get outcomes like that. And, you know, the Kinahans went through it, but they came out the other side. And you got to provide that opportunity for more people. So it's awesome because I know there are people in the car right now driving thinking, I can name this person, I can name that person in their lives. So it really does draw a lot of people together. Uh, the other thing that draws a lot of people together, you obviously have a lot of passion for the Jazz. Everybody's got an opinion on what's going on and how much they hope for the Celtics tonight. What are you thinking? Oh, we got to bring it. We got to bring it. I mean, um, coming off the break, uh, this is when we made our run last year. I think if you would have looked at the games that we had, I mean, the back-to-back on Friday and Saturday night last week was tough. I thought, you know, I, I wasn't at the Saturday game, but I was at the Friday game. Um with San Antonio, and it just felt like we were going to make a run. Uh, you know, it, everything looked normal. And, you know, I specifically remember like five minutes left of the game, Joe came out and was like, let's go, guys, let's go, let's go. And it just shots weren't falling. It just it just was a little, little off. And then, um, you know, I, I opted for Gonzaga and BYU on Saturday. <laughs> but uh, we, uh, I mean, Houston's tough. No one wants to play Houston. I mean, it goes either way. Um, from what I saw, we played a pretty good game. And then we just got smoked on Monday night. We just got run out of the gym. I mean, it, it, obviously, Phoenix was hot. I mean, they, they, they scored 130 points and shot 60% from the field. And you're, you're sitting there going, when are they going to cool down? They just didn't. It wasn't Devin Booker. It was everyone else. And so, look, I think we need to bring it. Um, you know, this is a team that it feels like when we're in sync and no one wants to play us. Uh, and, you know, shots just haven't quite been falling. I mean, there was, a, there was a couple series last game where they were whipping the ball around like the Jazz do, putting the other team in the blender. And, you know, boy on for three or Joe for three. It just wasn't going in. Um, but, look, this, this happened earlier in the year. We got in sync and went on a massive run. This team, this team when it's in sync, is – is unstoppable. I, I do know one thing. I doubt we'll give up 130 points tonight. Celtics are coming off a back-to-back, you know, three games in five days, hard games from from Portland and, and Sunday in, in L.A. So um, we're going to bring it, but it's a tough team. And, and, and if you look who we have in front of us with Washington and then, you know, a couple other games, like, we, we can get going. We just need to do it. So who's a better golfer, you or Darren Williams? <laughs> uh that's a that's a good question we play a lot together um man darren hits it great he's gonna be great um you know i think i've got a little bit of an edge i would say primarily because uh uh 
you know, he didn't play as much, and he's getting back into it. But for how much he's playing, he's coming on strong. He's coming on strong. So you mentioned you were at the BYU-Gonzaga game, and I think it's well known that you are a huge BYU fan, big booster. You love the Cougars. And so I know you pay enough attention to sports to know what just happened at Colorado with Mel Tucker. I mean, the guy goes in, goes 5-7, and seven, and the Power 5 schools have so much money, and Michigan State comes calling, and they give him a bigger offer and pull him away. And somebody <laughs> yeah. in, in a Power 5, there's so many teams down, and somebody's going to write a check, and someone's going to look around at the job Mar- Mark Pope is doing at BYU. And if he hasn't heard already, and I suspect he has, but I don't know, but if he hasn't heard already, he's going to. So what do you and BYU boosters think because you see how college sports is working and it's an arm race and people are just writing just crazy money checks yeah i think people people focus on it at byu um but it's the same thing in utah it's the same thing everywhere same thing in notre dame i mean i have friends who are alumni and boosters everywhere it seems like in, in byu there's this perception that hey um you know someone's going to come in and byu can't pay or they can't do this it's no different i mean no one's no one's immune. Anyone in the league. I mean, look at Mark Few, who's sitting at Gonzaga. I mean, he could make more money in Kentucky. He could make more money somewhere else. I think money's a part of it, and I think there's a risk also going to these Power Fives because they'll trade you out in two minutes. You know, they don't like the way it's going. Someone else comes along. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like what you're what you're after as a head coach. We can keep Mark Pope at BYU. I don't. I don't think that's a problem. I think Mark wants to be here, but that's obviously Mark. Mark's, Mark's decision, but I think the world's realizing who we got. He's amazing, and you know, he's, he reminds me a lot of, of Quinn. Like, if you look at a boat, Mark was in med school after the NBA, smart as a whip, and has a work ethic that's contagious, and look at the heart that, that these guys are showing, and it's not like it's been an easy season. You've had Baxter out, you've had Yoli out, you've got Dalton Nixon out, um, and they just keep rolling and they believe and he's got them believing and look, it's fired up an entire tiger cougar nation. And I, I would argue a lot of people stay to Utah. I promise it wasn't a jazz game uh, Saturday night. All the guys for the jazz would have been down there. I mean, in whatever people are watching on TV or saw from the replay about how hot that uh, the Marriott center was, it, words can't describe that environment with that many people. Um, I remember sitting there through warm-ups and the Zags players came by, came by my seats and I heard, you know, one of the top point guards turn to the other and said, this is insane. This is absolutely insane. And the game hadn't even started yet from the environment. So um, that's what you get at BYU. You're not going to always get that somewhere else. So, so I, I like where we're at. I don't think everyone needs to freak out. Oh, we won a couple games. We're ranked okay, Mark's going to leave. I mean, that's a really empty way to look at the world, but fans do. I mean, the amount of text message that I've gotten saying, how are we going to keep Pope? How are we going to keep Pope? How about you just enjoy Pope? Like, how about you enjoy the time we have? Pope's not going anywhere right now. Like, enjoy what we've got. Like, we have this scarcity mentality, and just enjoy the ride. Like, that will solve itself. You're going to go down to Vegas and then maybe do the NCAA tournament with the Cougars? Um, I'll try. I mean, uh, my company, we're hosting a big event here in Salt Lake for for our summit. We've got, um, you know, Michelle Obama and Alan and Matthew McConaughey. We've got a pretty good group coming in uh, for our customer event, so it kind of coincides with that. But 
I've been known to slip down and see a couple. Um, but, you know, I think, uh, I think the tourney, I think the tourney's exciting. I mean, if we, if we can, I mean, we got a big game on Saturday in Pepperdine. It's not easy to play down there. And, um, we got to bring it, especially after coming off that high. But one thing I love about this coaching staff is, you know, we play pickup ball in the mornings up at BYU. And Monday morning, we're in there running at 6 a.m. and 6.30, Pope's leaning over the railing. You know, the guy's grinding. So that's a, that's a good thing. I, you know, I think they'll get these guys working and they lead by example. And um, it's, 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 it's great. BYU sports is uh, it's something that I think we've needed to get, to get a little pick-me-up. And, you know, people are pretty excited. Okay, so who's a better baller, you or Travis Hansen? <laughs> Trav, Trav's got old man strength. He, <laughs> when he wants to, he just he still lifts off. Uh, I haven't played with him a little bit, but he, he used to come around quite a bit. Um, you know, I played this morning with Lee Kamard and Craig Cusick and a lot of the guys that that have played. And uh, when Trav comes, no one wants to guard him. But those guys are still good, still good. But it's hard. It's hard to play in your forties. I'll tell you that. Like. There's not that many people that aggressively play. It's like once you hit 40, everyone goes on, goes on like that. Oh, I'm going to get hurt. You just can't play that way. So, um, you know, people get busy with kids and work and everything else. But, you know, we love it. We love still thinking we've, we've got it when we really don't. No one would pay money to come watch us play. I know I love my Achilles in one piece. That's a, uh, it's an important yeah. factor when I think about this. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But I can't think about that. Well, the only thing I would say, we appreciate the work that you're doing for the Five for the Fight. Obviously, uh, DJ just mentioned my wife battling cancer a few years back, and we're certainly grateful for all the uh, advanced technology and medicine that helped her beat it, saved my life. Uh, obviously, it served, saved her life. And before we let you go, i got to say, if you ever need a fourth at Pebble, you know who to call. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we just got back from the Pro-Am there. There's not a better event in the world. It's definitely a major for, for amateurs. And I, I got paired with Brendan Grace and Graham McDowell. And to be able to walk up, you know, 18 on Saturday with Graham McDowell, recounting his entire round from how he closed out and won the U.S. Open there was definitely something I'll never forget. So we'll, we'll have to get down there. Ryan, we appreciate a few minutes. We appreciate what you're doing with Five for the Fight. If, uh, if, it, if cancer hasn't impacted somebody's family and their friends yet, it will soon. So it's important that everybody uh, hop aboard and do what they can. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks for having me, fellas.